0: I'm Lisa Kiss, and I'm the host of Be Mindful Podcast. I'm also the owner of Be Mindful Studio, a virtual studio and community that exists to merge astrology, mindfulness, and meditation. My intention is to support your spiritual well-being to allow yourself to come back into harmony. I'm an astrologer and mindfulness meditation teacher, and I created this podcast for the modern woman to feel grounded and learn to live with intention through astrology. I want to inspire and encourage you to be a little more mindful in your day-to-day so that you can start living a more purpose-filled, self-aware life that you love. Thank you so much for being here, and I look forward to seeing you in the show. Hello and welcome to today's episode of Be Mindful Podcast. So today's episode is our Sagittarius season forecast and let me pull up my events here that are happening in Sagittarius season. So if you're new to the podcast, um, I currently have switched up how I do things and I start off each Zodiac season on here with like a little forecast, like just so you can get like a flavor of what's going on astrologically. And then I do my um, interviews, which I love connecting with people and letting them share uh, what they do on the podcast and getting their take on like mindfulness and things like that. So I do interviews by everyone's zodiac sign, their sun sign. So after this week's episode, we have a few Sagittarius interviews, which I'm excited for you to listen to. Um, the energy of Sagittarius, because the Sun enters Sagittarius on November 21st, so we're gonna potentially feel like a little like upbeat as we change seasons. Um, Sagittarius energy is like this, um, and and I always say, if you are the zodiac sign that I'm talking about. Um, just like DM me on Insta at be mindful studio or at be mindful podcast and tell me um, if like I ever get a random message and it's like I'm this signer you can comment on like one of the posts I just love knowing what people's signs are it's just so fun like as an astrologer it's just you want to know what everyone's uh, sign is and it, it's such a random thing like not really if you're an astrologer but yeah tell me if you're Sagittarius and you're listening to this I I tend to in my work out of all the charts I've read, I've read the most Sagittarius charts, like the sun sign. I don't know why. I'm a Gemini, so Sag is my opposite. Um, so I don't know if that's why. But um, yeah, Sagittarius seem to – I don't know if that's the right way to say it. But Sag's seem to be very drawn to what I do and the services that I offer. So if you're Sagittarius, um, like let me know. Uh, yeah, so I'm filming this a little in advance because that's just the way I am, and I don't know exactly who the interviews will be with, but um, my mother is a Sagittarius, so I was raised by Sagittarius mom. I say I was raised by a fire mom, Sagittarius, very fiery energy. She may or may not be doing a podcast. I'm trying to convince her to do one. Um... I don't know if she will, but if, if she does, then it'll come out within the next few weeks. But there's a few other people I'm going to interview as well. So Sagittarian energy will give you like, I'll go into astrology teacher Lisa for a second. So it's a mutable fire sign. Um, our season this year is November twenty-first until December twentieth. So. Mutable fire. So Sagittarius are usually always changing their minds. The mutable energy, they might not exactly know what they want because they can see all of these different options. So they can, they just, they, they, they see all the possibilities. The, um, what is the word for it? It's not coming to me. The little, the archetype, the archetype of Sagittarius is like the, um, the archer or the, um, Oh my gosh, no, I can't think of this word. It's so fun. But the the archer the centaur, it's centaur. The archer the centaur where it's like they have their feet on the ground, but the the arrow is pointing up in the sky and like they can see they're like grounded but they can see. And the centaur it's like they're half in like half in the human world, half in the like spiritual world in a sense, so like that Sagittarius energy. Sagittarius rules like travel and um, publishing, higher learning philosophy. I usually say that Sagittarius's are like on a quest for the truth. They're truth seekers, um, but they're on a quest for knowledge and they want to connect everything together and they're always learning and their goal in life is to learn how to be open-minded and see all these different possibilities, but like that... That truth seeker in them is going to want to connect everything that they learn together and like figure it out. Um, they they potentially will have to accept that you can't figure it out, but you can have fun trying and like learning all these new things. So the reason Sagittarius gets along with Gemini so well is because Gemini's I'm like for me I'm always learning something dabbling in something, always need to be in communication, talking, but I usually keep things pretty local. Most of the interviews on here are people that I know or I've come across in my entrepreneurial journey and over the last six years. Um, but everyone's pretty like local to me. Like I keep it like local for some reason. Um, cause Gemini is all about like, um, local travel, um, and just people in your immediate circle. So like siblings, friends, immediate family, and just If you were to draw like a radius on like a map from where you live, I don't know how many kilometers out, let's say like 10 kilometers out, you most likely as a Gemini will know a lot what's going on in that 10 kilometer radius from where you live. Maybe even stretch it out to like 20, like you know what's up. Sagittarius would be like, why are you limiting yourself to 20 kilometers? There's this whole world that you need to explore and see. So that's the difference, but they can kind of the Gemini's like, oh, but what if you want to look at this? And then Sagittarius will maybe connect the spiritual part to it or something like that. Um, normally you would think a water sign is very they would the water signs are more like the intuitive, um, spiritual signs, right? But um no fire signs, I call them like instinctual instead of intuitive, but instincts is like an is a type of an intuition. And then um Sagittarius are very very spiritual. I can speak having a Sagittarius mother, she's the one that um like it showed me Reiki when I was like 10. I read about that in my in my book, but like the energy healing and the going to meditations and the crystals. Like when I was when I was younger, my mom crystals would fall out of her bra onto the ground. She's like, oh I gotta put back Put that bag in there for protection. And because she's Sagittarius, it's just like she's loud. She's going to make it known that something fell, fell or something like that. So uh, I got to just say this too. She, she wears protective jewelry like all the time. Her bracelets, her bling. She's Libra rising. So like um, Libra rising. So like any Libra, you got to look good. You got to have that like style. But um, the – the Sagittarius energy in her. She would she would wear these bracelets when I was younger or anklets that would have little bells on them. And like she's like people I she's like I want people to know when I enter a room to like the jingling sound and I'm like, "Oh my gosh, I, I I, I have fire is my lowest element in my chart. And I would always be like, why do you want to announce your presence? Why can't you just like secretly like walk, like kind of hide in and like sneak, sneak around? Like that's how I would enter a room kind of quietly. You no, know, she's making an entrance and wants to be loud and that's the fire. So, um, yeah. So with the sun entering Sagittarius, we're going to feel like an upbeat of energy as we switch, switch seasons. Um, this is usually a time, I mean, I don't know what the heck will be going on because I record these in advance. I don't know what the heck is going to go on when it comes to traveling right now in the fall of 2021. But if you think about past years, um, usually people go away this time of year. They go away somewhere warm because it's cold in Canada, but they go travel. They go travel somewhere. And it's usually travel, I think, is like even cheaper. Like I've always wanted to go to Europe and I have like a 22 country list. And, um, yeah, in the fall is cheaper. It's like the, but it's the travel time. It's Sagittarius season, so there's that little fun fact. You might feel the urge to travel, depending on what the heck goes on. Um, local travel to fill the the Sagittarius urge to travel. Maybe do local. Maybe do global. I don't know what's gonna happen, but um, yeah, you might even want to like study something, or you might really get into philosophy or. Something spiritual, your spiritual side might be activated during Sagittarius season. So November 21st, um, look at your natal chart, pause this, go pull it up on astro.com and go look and see where Sagittarius is in your chart. Do you have any planets there? What house does it rule? The, the little symbol, because it, it doesn't say it's the little um, the little arrow and it's red and go see what house starts in Sagittarius. And that can also give you a clue on what area of your life might be like amplified during the season. So for me, Sagittarius rules my sixth house of service. So yeah, I like to think that I am of service because the sixth house is like a career house it's like how you're of service with your work so since mine's in Sagittarius all the fire signs rule my workhouses. i'm very very fiery about my career it's probably the only thing i get really like that like hyped fire energy about only towards my work and like serving my clients and, and sharing this this message and leading i have aries midheaven but um Sagittarius is like a lot of the times they will become teachers or they want to teach they have like an urge to teach because you, you studied all this information, the, like, uh, is there a saying, like, the best teachers are students, or, like, as a teacher, you never stop learning, things like that, Um, the Gemini energy has that, too, I'm like forever a student, and, but Sagittarius is also very spiritual, so it's, like, a spiritual teacher, and that rules my sixth house of service, so I like to think that I can be of service, their spiritual teachings, and my favorite one to talk about is astrology, so that's how I've interpreted my natal chart. Um, where Sagittarius is in my chart. So a lot of like I could look at your chart and see where Sagittarius is and give you an interpretation intuitively and based off of what I know. And then someone else might say, look at your chart and do something different. So astrology, it's like it's cool in a sense, like that. Cause you can like kind of it's like it's intuitive the way you would have chart. Every person's gonna look at it and see something different. Um, maybe even right now you're getting really into astrology. That's your woo-woo spiritual topic of choice. If it is, like, let me know. DM me if you want to, like, go deeper with astrology. I'd love to, like, teach and guide you through it. But after the sun enters Sagittarius on November 21st, Mercury also joins it on November 24th. So we have two planets still be in Sagittarius and Mercury, the mind. Our minds will be busy with that Sag energy. Um, what happens next? I'll talk about the moons quickly. Because I always talk about the moons. Um I, I'm on my wrong note section. Oh my goodness. Okay. We have the new moon, solar eclipse, and Sagittarius on December 4th, and then we have our full moon in Gemini on December 18th, and that's our last full moon of the year. So I always say when the new moon and full moon happens, think six six months previously when we had the full moon in Sag and the new moon in Gemini and think back to like where you were and what you were doing and what was going on and really like think about intentions you set and goals that you set and see if right now like how things have changed for you and what's going on and then on that new moon, solar eclipse and Sagittarius. <sighs> you got to, uh, set some new intentions and it could be a great time to like reflect on your, even like your new moon in Gemini from six months ago and see if you have a similar goal or it's, if it's completely changed. Um, then on December 13th, Mars enters Sagittarius. So then we have three planets in Sagittarius. So in December, there's going to be a lot of Oh, but then the same day, Mercury entry amateurs Capricorn, so then, oh, it's not three. It's only two at a time with Sag, which might be good because it's it's a lot of fire up in the sky making us kind of like, um, like restless energy, like um, indoor workouts might be really big or running outside even though it's colder. I personally love walking outside when it's colder out as opposed to when it's really hot just because like... Sweating, I don't know, but um, I love walking in the cold. I don't like. I think it's cool, but if there's a lot of this fire energy going on, we might feel like the need to move the fire in our bodies more. So, like Sagittarius, to be like, who cares if it's cold? I'm going on an adventure anyway. It's a very adventurous sign. If I said that in the beginning, Um, what else is going on? So, on December thirteenth, when when Mars enters Sagittarius, so like is the plan of action how we use our and energy it's going to get like a jolt the same day mercury enters capricorn so it says bye bye to sagittarius hello capricorn mercury our mind how we're thinking so we might get a little more serious with the capricorn energy but it's still sagittarius season so it's like we're not extremely serious um we have i skipped over this december 1st neptune goes direct in pisces Neptune is our planet of illusions and dreams and like hidden things and secrets and stuff like that. So when it goes direct, I mean, while it was retrograde, secrets may have, like you may have been able to see things more clearly or right now secrets or illusions may be coming to the surface or things are being revealed to us at the end of December and Neptune's in Pisces, it's in its like home kind of placement. And it's, it's going to be there for a little bit longer. Okay, what else? Venus. We have a Venus retrograde in Capricorn. So we haven't had a Venus retrograde for a year. It's every 18 months Venus goes retrograde. So when Venus goes retrograde in Capricorn, it's going to make you rethink the romantic um, romantic relationship. So um, it's said not to really like start a Relationship right before Venus goes retrograde or during the retrograde, it potentially will not last. The last time Venus was in retrograde, it was retrograde in Gemini, which is like my (laughs) Venus sign. And I would just, I'm going to be the person to say that, like, when Venus was in Gemini and then before it retrograded, I got into a relationship. The relationship did not last long. That's all I'm going to say. Because then Venus went direct, and I was like, what the heck am I doing? Like, it was just a. I don't want to think about that. But like the Venus retrograde, I will say, like, don't start dating somebody (laughs) during your Venus retrograde. And if you are currently in a relationship, the Venus retrograde will make you maybe, um, doesn't mean you're going to like break up with them, but it will make you think like, okay, are my needs being met or their needs being met? How can we find that balance? With what's going on and just doing like check-ins. Like if something's been bothering you, like talk about it, assess it. And if your Venus is in Capricorn naturally in your natal chart, you're going to have a Venus return. So something big might happen in the arena. Like it's even like self-love. Like are you do- doing enough for yourself and like setting that, that boundary? Like you have to come first sort of, you know, you have to fill your cup before like helping someone else, you know, that kind of thing. It might make us look at, um, if you are a single, if you're single, um, you can, you know, think about if you want to like continue to be single, fun self, or maybe start looking for a relationship. Like it's things like that, that will, um, that will come up during the retrograde time, but retrograde. I talked about this in another podcast. Retrograde, it's that re—you revisit, you reflect, and you reevaluate whatever that planet represents. So Venus is like love and beauty, so self-love, relationship, even like abundance and money. Venus rules, so like re- reflecting and reevaluating. Not only romantical relationships or relationship status or stuff like that, but also, like, how are you looking at abundance? How are you making money? Like, how does money feel to you? Things like that. Um, It's just reflecting, revisiting, going, like, slow and reflect. It's not really the time to take action on those things, but it's, like, sit back and have – I think it's, like – I don't know if it's five weeks it goes retrograde – like three to five weeks it goes retrograde don't don't call me on that just google venus in capricorn and um yeah it will google will tell you when how long the retrograde is but um yeah it's that like just chill for three weeks <laughs> um I just thought of something, I don't know why my mind went there, but it's like, it's December 19th. So like it, as we go into 2022, it, Venus will be retrograde. And I just automatically, when, if like, if you do like the new year's kiss thing, it's like, who are you going to kiss on new year's? I don't know why I thought about that, but (laughs) I don't know why I thought about that. Anyway, um, it's not really the time to like, I don't know, get, I don't know. It's just the, the, the advice most people say is don't. Don't take action during retrograde. That's all I'm going to say on that. It's even if like Mercury were to go retrograde or any other planet, like I guess personal planet, like don't take any major actions, kind of just reflect for a little bit. Like nothing bad will happen if you like, let's say don't go on a date for a three to five week period. You just kind of chill with yourself. Like I don't think that's like a bad thing. And I don't even really know how like dating has been working with like COVID and everything and like. Um how, how I filmed these in advance of how it would work in the in the winter months. Um what do they call like the winter months? What's it called? Cuffing season or something where people kind of buddy up for the winter. I don't know. Yeah, and maybe like reflect if you really want to do that or not, right? I don't know. Okay, I'm gonna stop like rambling on about that. <laughs> Um, I don't normally talk about relationship stuff. Um, if if you are the best like sinistry astrologer or like re- relationship astrologer, I'll link her. She's a Sagittarius. I want to get her on the podcast. I do not I haven't asked yet, but hopefully there's an interview coming up with her. Malika Semper. She teaches the school that I learned astrology. Um So, yeah, she's like – she teaches even like a relationship astrology course. Um, But, yeah, I don't read like synastry charts. I just tend to focus on the individual natal charts. Um, But she's someone I'd recommend if you're like super either into relationship astrology or you'd ever want like a couple's chart read or anything like that. Most people who get charts read by me, and I read charts for like 99% women, they always sort of ask, like, okay, At the end, they're like, my partner, is this sign? Am I compatible? Like, it's just funny. So, like, we want to know because we want to, like, anyway. So, the last thing I'm going to talk about, for some reason, whenever I record a fire sign season or an air season, I talk longer. I don't know. The last thing that's happening in Sagittarius season, we have Chiron, which is an asteroid. It's not a planet, but Chiron is the wounded healer. And on December 19th, it goes direct in Aries which is interesting because on that day, we have Venus going backwards and then we have Chiron going forwards. So yeah, Chiron's a wounded healer. Whatever part, if you have any planets in Aries, you're going to feel this a lot. Um, Looking at where your chart, like where Aries is in your chart, but it's going to potentially with the, if you ha- like any kind of wounds that you have, it might reopen them. But it went. It's been. I think it's been retrograde for like half of the year, um, and now it's coming direct. So, I mean, hopefully, the last four or five months, you've been doing maybe some healing in the area where um, Aries is in your chart, and yeah, Chiron can be more like intense um i don't say dark but it can be more of like an intense energy because it's like there's energy like i only really know about chiron for like my own personal placement which is in my chiron is in libra which is opposite aries so i don't know when it's going to go the direct opposite degrees for mine but i'm a little like what's going to happen when that happens because that's an opposition that's going to be like a that's a strong kind of aspect in the chart So for me, like Libra, so Chiron and Libra, it's like the energy that I meant to heal in this lifetime from like past lifetimes. Like I need to heal relationships or I heal through relationships, if that makes sense. So like, yeah. So even if I mean, I avoid relationships, if I'm being honest. But there is, like, why am I avoiding them type thing. So if I were to go into relationships, healing work can be done from past lives. So if we think about if Libra is the relationships, it's the two, Aries is the one. So, like, looking at your independence and how independent you are. And if you're independent in, like, all areas of your life or, you know, maybe you have issues being dependent on certain things. Um, I just think of the word like autonomy it, with the way we are in our world, like becoming an in, independent, autonomous human. Yeah. I don't know. That's that feels like the right thing to say there. Mm-hmm. Okay. We'll end it with that. Cause if, if the world has shown us anything in the last, Oh God, I don't even know how long now when this episode goes up. Um, You can't listen. I'm out of hope that I'm going around here, but you cannot listen all the time to what other people are saying because what do they know, right? Like you have to go inward, listen to your inner self, your intuition and what you naturally know. And if the answers are inside yourself and you're an autonomous individual, you make your own decisions, you're an independent being, and you you need to learn not to, you know, don't go like, overly dependent right you still need people because we're humans humans need humans but knowing that like you're independent and like you can you you know what you get what i'm saying you just trying not to rely on other people or like the government and relying on yourself right being that independent individual i go in aries med heaven so my independence it just, it shines through work, aka I work for myself because I don't want anyone else to tell me what to do during the day, I want to make me on schedule. That's how Aries energy comes through my life. My independence is with my work, right? I can lead myself. I do not need to be managed or micromanaged. Just don't. I've had really bad experiences with that. So with the Chiron Direct and Aries, looking at the area of your chart, either maybe where you're overly independent or not, independent enough. That's what I'll say about that. But there's a healing work. So it's going to feel uncomfortable probably for you. Very uncomfortable. And then look to see where your Chiron is in your chart and see if the Chiron in Aries is going to aspect it. So like for me, eventually it'll do a straight, um, this like line up and down this opposition. But for you, it could like conjunct, which means it's in the same sign. It could do like a trine So it could be, you could have a Chiron and Leo or Sagittarius. You could have a a sextile. So it could be like in an air sign or opposite, like with Libra, or it could square it. So it could be in um, a cardinal sign. So Cancer or Capricorn. Okay. This is my like longest one yet. Of course. Okay. So any questions about Sagittarius season? Let me know. And then I also write out horoscopes um, for every sun. I do them for rising sign, but you can read it for your sun sign if you don't know your rising sign. And I write those for the Witch's Fix. I'm going to link that in the show notes for you if you, after listening to this, want to see exactly how this energy is going to affect you, like, through the navel chart wheel. But if you want to know, like, if you want to go, like, way deeper and follow that, like, spiritual calling, um, you can book a reading with me and join the membership or take one of my astrology classes and go into like student mode and student mode and start learning like a Sagittarius would so DM me on insta be mindful studio be mindful podcast with questions comments if you're a Sagittarius I know lots of Sagittarius they kind of come to me so like if you're Sagittarius don't be shy you're probably not shy anyway. so thank you for listening to today's episode and Go learn something today if you are like intrigued about it. That's what I, that's the advice I'll give for Sagittarius. Like, go learn something new. If you love today's episode, do not forget to share it with a friend or on social media. Or leave a review or rating below. And make sure to tag us on social media at Be Mindful Studio or Be Mindful Podcast if you share it. Also, if you have any questions or feedback or maybe an episode idea that you would like covered, don't be afraid to message me on Instagram. I'd love to connect with you and stay in touch. Thank you so much again for your support, and I will see you very, very soon in the next episode.